Right now, we step down for... the news for you. Brought to you by... Window Nation and All Pro Foundation Repair. Wasn't Lil Wayne right down the street a night or two ago? Here, last he night. was in the... Last night? Yes. Yeah. House okay. of Blues. Here's House Dave. Blues, yeah. Man, yeah. I missed him. Here's Dave. Dave. Thank you. And before we dive headlong into today's e-news, I would like to welcome my leader, my best radio friend, and the purveyor of the rant, Gordon Keith. That's short applause. Oh, does that mean no? no? Not yet. Yeah. Oops. All right. Way to go, Dave. He's still stretching. Way to go. <laughs> Reading his book. Oh, hey, Ty. May the fourth be with you. And with you as well. I don't know if you know this, Ty. I'm sure you do. What? That there was a very special celebration today on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, as Carrie Fisher Mm -hmm. finally received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, she, of course, died in 2016, so she wasn't there. Too soon. Didn't they CGI her in there, though, today? She was a force ghost. They had art. They had R2 project her hologram. Right. Fat Carrie Fisher. Hey. To the family. PH fat. Right. There you go. It's not her funeral. <laughs> yes. So she like joined him. She joined Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. The uh, three of them are all in close proximity in the 6800 block of Hollywood Boulevard near where the original film debuted in 77 at the Man's, Man's Chinese Theater. China Theater. Is it China or Chinese? It's Chinese. China. China. Full blown. Full blown. Full blown Chinese full theater. Full blown Chinese <laughs> theater. Uh, so hers is the 2,754th star on the Walk of Fame. Harrison Ford got his star in 2003. Mark Hamill was honored in 2018. Did you see that the daughter, who I guess was presiding over the entire thing, did not invite her siblings? I mean, not, not, the daughter's siblings, Carrie Fisher's siblings. Oh, really? Yeah, there's some sort of beef going on, right, Ty? Big Star Wars beef. Is it Star Wars related? No, or? I'm just... Yeah, it's just family beef. And her parents are Debbie Reynolds and somebody famous. Uh, Tanya Tucker. No, it's... it's Johnny not... Bench. Troy. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. Dan Marino. Eddie, Eddie Fisher. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Both superstars back in the 50s. By the way, did you know that in order to get your Walk of Fame star, you now have to pay a $75,000 fee to create and maintain it? Come on. Maintain it? You got to water it? No, they got to clean it every once in a while. You have to water it. Or if the (laughs) cement gets chipped or something. I don't know. Uh, Impossible. What a... There's no way. That's like the blue check mark. Like, is it that big a deal? Yeah, is it $8 a month? And yeah, yeah and, can and you they, finance it? They charge you more afterwards, like some sort of uh, like membership initiation fee. Your initiation fee is seventy five grand, and then your monthly dues are like a hundred dollars. And you know, scam. You know that they take like the nineteen thirties Hollywood Walk of Fame people and pry them up with a crowbar and move them out into an alley somewhere to make room for Carrie Fisher, right? Headley Lamar or whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, Disney Plus has uh, put out something special for May the 4th. It is a new crossover short film between The Simpsons and Star Wars. 
The yeah. seven year seven year old and I watched it this morning. Yes, it's you can mark that. It's titled Rogue Not Quite One. And it I've shows it. shows Maggie <laughs> as she somehow finds her way into Grogu's floating pram and then she evades the Empire in an adventure uh throughout hyper hyperspace across the galaxy because uh, Homer lost track of her. Good bit, good bit, but I will say this, the Family Guy trilogy that they did is still some of the best television that you can possibly see. Yeah, Blue Harvest was the first one. The Robot Chicken stuff was good too. Yeah, I didn't see Robot Chicken. I'm not a Robot Chicken V1. But oh, Wait a minute. What could this mean? I think he got lost on the way in here. Was that him that just turned that just went that way? Yeah, I think he's gone to the Camille's Cafe. Yeah, he went right. some well, Has to heat up some. Oh, there he is. Oh, tuna casserole. What do you know? It's okay. It's all right. Did you forget where the station was? And now. And now. Gordon Cleef. Look at all that Gordon hair. Kind of crazy right now. Real you bad. don't have to do it again, if you unless you want to. Okay, so I got out of the car and you were talking about uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, so. we're past that. She's okay. dead. She's dead now. We're past that. <gasps> I know. Yeah. She died on May the fourth. Yes, that's so crazy. She committed suicide. Mm. She was tired of hearing May the fourth be with you. Did she die of the cocaine? No, Remember I think this? No, no, she fell into the reactor of the Death Star. <laughs> Six, the autopsy. Cocaine. Yeah. The, aut- the autopsy said she had cocaine in her system oh. as long as as well as traces of heroin, opiates, and MDMA. That's oh, yeah. so party into the end. Cocaine, heroin, and ecstasy at what wow. age? Was she going to a five? Was she going to a nine p.m. Stars game? <laughs> and it was like in the morning, Good right? She was on a she was on a uh, a flight. Do you agree with us? I was there. No, I disagree with that. One hundred and eighty people out of eighteen thousand will next door tonight will be doing cocaine. You said, oh, I bet you it's higher. Oh, 90, 90. You think it's higher? Higher than 185 people? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At a stars game. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. What we got to do is we got to get all these boats. Wait, wait. Wh- why would it not be at a stars game? Well, no, no. I'm just making sure you're not saying in the city of Dallas, you know that at this game, yeah. you have that many people. And it is a Thursday, so it's kind of a weekend. Yeah. Weekend starts now. Right. Yeah. And it's a playoff game. So people right. will be celebratory and yeah. Quick of that number, how many are rubbing it on their gums? I don't think do people do that? He doesn't know. And are they sneaking it in wrapped in coffee grounds? Oh, I don't Once know. Once again, That's all right, of his drug anus. jokes from TV shows. Not jokes, yes. they're hacks. And will the per- percentage people... be much higher than game one so, okay. since it's early in the week? Yeah. I have stuff to oh, get to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. do you have Stop coffee? Are you trying to get it through security? Got uh, <laughs> grounds of coffee. Let's not detour too far, but I do want to just uh, make a note as we're referencing The Simpsons okay. that there's a new episode this weekend called The Very Hungry Caterpillars. It's uh, about Springfield being plagued by a swarm of caterpillars that forces everyone to go into lockdown so they get to do a lockdown pandemic parody mm-hmm. but it stars Rob Lowe as Principal Skinner's brother how did, how did Rob Lowe just survive that whole 
16-year-old thing. It happened so long ago, people forgot. And that yeah. was in the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's legal now. There's lots of people who've been retroactively canceled for things that they did back then. Everybody thinks I'm a pedophile. No, there's not. Yeah, there are. Like sure Steven are. Tyler. He's one of them. He wrote a book and said, ah, oh, you know, sexy and 16 and I was going to make her my slave and all. And nothing happened Mark to him. all of that. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis, right? Did he get popped for that? I believe there was some admission in a book as well. Yeah. Speaking of pedophiles, Roman Polanski posed for a picture with his child rape victim this past week. Yeah, I know. I saw And this. his wife tweeted out the picture. Yeah, his wife took the picture. And it was he posing with Samantha Geimer? Geimer? I think it's Geimer. Geimer. Yeah, so, uh, when he, she was, he, he when she better was, better than her, by the way, in that picture. She was 13. This happened in 1977. Way to go, Bob. <laughs> and she did sue him in the 90s, and yeah. it was settled out of court, but she now says that he has paid his debt to society and that the sexual assault was never a big problem for her. Yeah, she said she didn't. She said everyone else made a bigger deal out of it than she did. Like, like because she was saying that she was in. Like, it wasn't like he forced himself on her. No, he forced him. So he I drugged was, her. He I drugged it, her. And this was not just any grape. It was annual. Hmm. hmm. I thought area. The, okay, maybe I'm getting my. Yeah, but that's why. That's up. why he fled the country, right? Yeah, he fled the United States because of the potential Sorry. trial. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, okay, so I teased Ed Sheeran. I, I want to have a little bit of time to play some audio and talk to Gordon okay. about this because you, as a musician <laughs> and sometimes songwriter, thank you, Dave, I think for you noticing will, that. No, I'm looking at Gordon. Ooh. You will probably have opinions on this, but Ed Sheeran last two weeks has been embroiled in a trial, a copyright trial in New York City, and some gay guy, right? Jeez. Marvin Gaye's estate. Yeah. So the heir, actually, it's not his estate, the heirs of Ed Townsend, who was a co-writer on Let's Get It On, the 1973 classic by Marvin Gaye. So Ed Sheeran said that if he lost this case, that he was going to quit music. Yeah, this was very, uh, okay. was it Alec Baldwin who said he was going to move to France yeah, if he didn't do if, that? If Bush got nominated, or Bush? Yeah, if Bush won the re-elected Tyler Smith. That's right, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I find it insulting to devote my whole life to being a performer and a songwriter and have someone diminish it. And so the heirs of Ed Townsend were saying that Thinking Out Loud, the 2014 Ed Sheeran song, was a ripoff of Let's Get It On, the 1973 Get song. So this is Thinking Out Loud. <laughs> Most of us have probably heard this. Yeah. Sure. All right, and then transition let's to a little bit of on. Let's Get It On. Or, you're talking about a fired up home. I've really trying. I don't think that's him. <laughs> so... Ed Sheeran said that he wasn't aware of Let's Get It On until Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, that he didn't like grow up and have that implanted in his brain. And that Thinking Out Loud was not inspired by it, but it was inspired by a conversation that he had with his co-writer about finding love at an old age. And so then he was questioned during the trial because he once did a mashup of Thinking Out Loud and Let's Get It On at a yeah. show in Zurich in 2014. And so... 
the guy that was suing him, his attorney said it. Well, that's the smoking gun. Yeah, you're doing a medley. You're you're a mashup, pro- yeah. you're proving that these songs are exactly the same. So the uh, the U.S. District Court judge today, said, you know what they should have offered in defense of that is they should have offered like the axis of power. What what are the, what's that? Makes it sound like I'm talking about World, World War, War II. Two, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The the guys who did the thing where they did fifty fifty songs uh, in a row, which was all the songs that had the "Don't Stop Believing" progression. Right, right, right. Yeah, and well, so two things. The district court judge, when he sent the jury into deliberations, he said independent creation is a defense, no matter how similar the songs are. Mm-hmm. That if they just happen to be similar, if the person who wrote the succeeding song didn't listen to and intend to copy that first song then you can't say that it's a copyright infringement and then the second thing is i don't know right now so anyway (laughs) only a couple hours i forgot what i was going to say but only a couple hours of deliberation and he was uh found not liable and so he Released a statement, Ed Sheeran, he read a statement and released a statement. And they found out the statement was an exact copy of one that Marvin Gaye had made at one point. That would have been it really was, It was actually a copy of the statement that Melania gave that she ripped off from Michelle <laughs> yeah, Obama. Right. No, he said that these are these chords are common building blocks of music, and they're a songwriter's alphabet. It, no one owns them the same way no one owns the color blue. That basically, yeah, he's, basically he's oversimplifying a little bit. But, a little bit. But yeah, they did play in closing arguments other songs that use the exact same mm-hmm. chord progression as these two songs, and you can't say that they're all copies of one another. That does not have the same progression. Yeah. So, but he says that uh, he was forced to miss his grandmother's funeral because of this trial. Oh, where? Oh, we feel sorry. Oh, poor white guy missed his grandmother's funeral. But he's he says he's hop he's happy with the outcome, but he's just frustrated that. Baseless claims like this are allowed to go to court at all. I know one song of his, and that's the only one. Well, I don't think that it was this total waste of time or anything. I think there was a legitimate question between those two songs. And I'm glad it went through the court and they made a determination. But to act like this is just crazy persecution, I don't know that I agree with that. And it's the estate of Marvin Gaye, which... Well, it's the co-writer. Marvin Gaye? The co-writer. His dad. Yeah. His Earl? Is he still alive? His dad, Earl. Marvin Gaye's dad still around? I don't think so. Was it murder suicide? It was murder. I okay, don't know. but we, uh, but Marvin Gaye has won another one recently, didn't he? Marvin Gaye's estate. Oh yeah, against another uh, famous uh, blurred lines, yeah. right? Blurred lines. Yeah. Yes. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Thick. Robin, Robin, Robin Thick. Thick. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, Thick. Batman Thick. Ain't it Thick? Yeah. All right. Rant. We, 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 yes. Rant, rant revival next. The boy of underachievement. Five nineteen. Shooting at heroes. Every Thursday, the station can. The great Gordon is kind enough to come hang out with us for a few. This segment's called the Rant Revival. We're reviving it. Look at this. So the old rant was a mid. 90s mid. to mid 2000s weekend program. It was so popular that they stuck <laughs> stuck us on Saturdays. Yeah, you three starred in it, and I listened to it. 
But sat back and giggled. But they did give us drive time for Saturday morning. Yeah, that's right. That's Saturday morning drive time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Drive time to the soccer fields. Were we were we ten to noon or nine to noon? I think both. Both. Yeah, the different times. Right. You were expanded to sell more beanie babies. How much or how little we wanted to actually work. All right. So this week, let's discuss Gordon. The 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Flame, Hall of Flame, Hall of Fame inductees, which were announced yesterday. I spoiled it yesterday. It's okay. You don't, it's the internet and people know, but we did not get to actually talk about it. So let's discuss this as Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Cheryl Crow, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners, and Willie Nelson we're all inducted. Wait, wait, what? Willie's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Just, just don't worry about that. Huh. The spinners, Dave. Yeah, Dave so, likes that. Yep. Two names that that torque me. One, Kate Bush. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. Not all little miracles are spinners. But all spinners are little miracles. Yes. Okay. Learned, hmm. out, learned on the rant. So, Kate Bush, <laughs> she shot back into the public consciousness. What? Uh-huh. Because of Stranger Things. Right. Because of Stranger Things, she comes back into uh, the public consciousness. And I'm not saying, again, I know very little about her outside of, we're running up that hill, and we're running up that hill. And now we're, we're running, running up that down hill, the hill. Back up the hill. But if Stranger You'd Things... think eventually was, she'd be going down the hill. I know. She, she keeps running, running up the hill. But if it wasn't for Stranger Things, she's not getting in. Never, ever. And this is That's so wrong. A TV show got her in. That is bizarro to me. And Willie Nelson, forget the genre, they put him in because he turned 90 this week and they're afraid that he's going to die. Mm -hmm. He deserves to be in there. But why now? In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, again, he's got crossover hits. He's got... Name one rock and roll song. He doesn't have any, but you mentioned this the other day. I was listening to your your little program in the morning. Don't call it my little program. little show, whatever you do. It's our little program. And you talked about how huge that scene was from like 75 to 80, 75 Mm -hmm. to 79 or whatever. There was nothing bigger outside of Saturday Night Fever or something like that. The outlaw country scene, and he did have songs that were played on adult contemporary radio, whatever you want to call that back in the day. Like, he crossed over, you know, with Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain and the Red-Headed Stranger stuff and all mm-hmm. the stuff that our dads were listening to and were obsessed with. He at least crossed over from country into that that world, but why now? Why not 30 years ago? Yeah, because isn't the rule 25 years after your first yeah. album? Yeah. That's yes. why Missy Elliott was eligible this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And good she on got her. in on her first ballot. Good on her for uh, for getting in. Yeah, but yeah, thanks, Ty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those two just weird me out. George Michael had the most fan votes. They do a fan voting contest, and he won by a landslide. Um, why? Can, I have no George. idea. He carried the restroom, the ba- roadside bathroom vote. He's why? very popular there. Why is that? He got busted. You remember oh, this? Yeah, that's at a right. Truck stop bathroom with a man lot lizard. Yeah, George yeah. Michael. Yeah. I was there. Well, it's like uh, Hugh, <laughs> I mean, Hugh height of his fame. <laughs> Ties everywhere. Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it happens. Some, sometimes, sometimes convenience trumps quality. I want you to drive home and just try it. 
Like, do you think you could? Could do- I get action right now right today now. at a truck stop bathroom? One hundred percent. I don't think so. A I haven't King done bathroom. soda like Dave. You would have you. If you're behind the wall, it doesn't matter. Digital well, underground yeah. reference. That's not thank you. what happens. <laughs> There's not a hole cut out. I think there is. I think Dave's. I want me some glory hole. Well, where do the. Dave's right on that. Where do the guys hide? They're in the next stall. Yeah, the other side. Yeah, there's just a. So have you guys seen holes in stalls? No. I, I don't think that. I don't think guys even go through that anymore. I mean, I think that's just in. Literally films, or adult figuratively. Films. <laughs> uh, I guess they just hook up in bathrooms. I just I can't imagine that. Like, how do they get to know each other so quickly? <laughs> how do they find out each other's hopes and dreams <laughs> yeah, and things like how, that? How do they find out if they're compatible? Right, that's great. <laughs> so does it fit? Yep, we're compatible. All right, the end. Does it fit? Oh, that's no fun, man. So the one band though that I wanted to discuss more than any of the others, and by the way, the ones that did not get in. That were uh, nominated, Iron Maiden, which should be in there. Heck yeah, they should. Soundgarden, On the Fence. They sang that Black Hole Sun, right? Yeah. They did Black sing. I hate that song. Joy Division and New Slash New Order, which Sorry, Dave. eventually they will get in. They've got to be in at some point, but I yeah. understand. <laughs> I get it. Uh, A Tribe Called Quest, Warren Zevon. No. And The White Stripes, who I think will get in as well, but it'll take some time. Corby's mad about that one. No, I'm not. We said that when we talked well, about the... at some point, it'll be like Jack White slash White Stripes. Yeah, but what? I think Meg will get in there, too, because they were incredibly influential. And that's half the battle here is the influence. But the band I want to talk about was Rage Against the Machine, who got in. Now, it's funny because as I was looking over old audio and video of Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. the first thing that popped up was Woodstock 99. Yeah. And I thought of you. Yeah, Because I was you there. were there. I was there with Ty. I was there. S show. Ty was there? No. Oh. Yeah, did you hear me? <laughs> but do you remember seeing them or were you in a blackout haze for three days? I can't remember. You know, I, I swooped in there like a, it seemed like it was towards the afternoon. So it was like three in the afternoon and then I stayed overnight and left at like six the next morning. In the okay. ticket Hummer? No, I was in a rented VW. Right. So, Rage Against the Machine released a statement saying... Did you watch that documentary, by the way, Woodstock 99? I did not. Is it? Did you? You should watch it. Yeah, I it's, know. It's great for revisiting that time in our culture. Right. Is this on ESPN or... No, it's no, HBO. HBO, HBO and Netflix. <laughs> so, here's what Rage said. They said, it's a surprising trajectory for us to be welcomed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 1991, four people in L.A. formed a musical group to stand where sound and solidarity intersect. We called ourselves Rage Against the Machine. A band who is well known for our, or as well known for our albums as we are for our fierce opposition to the U.S. war machine, white supremacy and exploitation. Courage. A band whose songs drove alternative radio to new heights while right-wing media companies tried to purge every song we ever wrote from the airwaves. Okay. A band who shut down the New York Stock Exchange for the first time in history. Right. A band who was targeted by police organizations who attempted to ban us from sold-out arenas for raising our voices to free political prisoners. And it goes on and on and on and on because they feel that they're, they're important. the most self-important rock band ever. And they stopped making records in 1999. And I don't know how much you guys were into them back in the day. Yes. If not, anything not at all. Were you? Sure. Absolutely. So when this song came out, and you can pull this up, 
Let's uh, go ahead and plug it in. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, when this song came out in 2000, it's in. It's not playing? No. Son of a cracker's <laughs> butt. Let's try this. Mm, and... Good stuff, Corby. There we go. Way to go, snake. <laughs> so, Killing in the Name of, this was the first song they ever wrote. And it got huge radio play. Stop it. You're the bad clapper. This is good bumper music. And I was... All right, 528 here on Sports Radio, 1310, 96.7 FM, the ticket. How did We're the Cowboys... talking about <laughs> stars cracking coming up in the next segment. So, Zach... Galifianakis. De La Roca. Zach De La Roca. De La Roca. There are only eight lines in this whole song. He would repeat lines. Did he write that? And I remember being so confused by it all when I first heard it. But what we didn't know was that this song was a radio edit. That they cut off the end of the song, which... Do not play the unedited version. We're not. We're good. God yeah. damn. <laughs> play it. Play it. Play it. So this is the end of the song that n- no radio station could play or would play. This is Tom Morello with his insane guitar licks. He has a master class. I think I saw they did a like a BBC live spot and they were told not, not to, to play and this part it. and they yeah. did it anyway. That's exactly right. 17 F bombs. And then this song was. <laughs> that's that's the best part. Ironically, that song was then co-opted by the alt right. Uh, yeah. Then they didn't know. They had no idea. Uh, that that was about that, and they're like, dude, and they had to stop them from playing that. So. The last album that they did... What, did they sue the alt-right? How did they uh, do not it? Not the alt-right. They sued the political establishments that were using them in in, uh, uh, in their campaigns. Paul Ryan's favorite band. Uh, it is Paul Ryan. Oddly enough, his favorite band. <laughs> While he's working on his guns. So and his fake marathon time, right? The last album that they made in 1999 was the number one album of that year. It garnered massive, massive critical acclaim and... All the songs on there are amazing. And I don't, again, I got to be a big fan because my wife, at the time I was dating her, she was way into them. I mean, way into them. She's into this and baseball. And this song, which is about the, I believe, going up against the Rangers at home tonight, economic establishment (laughs) of the United States. Every song. That's all they did was just return music for sports radio. (laughs) Every song's a protest song. Every single song. You run out after a while. But this is a bad-ass song. Totally. 
Thank you. <laughs> Are you, they being dismissed from their audition? Thank you. Thank you. We're done. We'll give you a call. There's an opportunity that opens up. Yeah, don't forget your cakes over there. <laughs> But a band who every single song was a protest song, a band that literally shut down Wall Street because they were filming a, a video. Burning Tibetan monk on their album cover. Yes. They were burning at Woodstock, they were burning American flags on stage. They like, burned a Tibetan monk for their album oh, it was a cover. Picture, it was an archival photo. Oh. <laughs> but it's really, really random to me that this band. Again, and they went on to form Audio Slave after this because De La Roca quit the band. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. They got back together after like 10 years of being apart. So they're still together now? Yeah. Well, they'll play shows every now and then. Yes, they went on tour a couple of years ago. They're supposed to be on tour, but I think Zach De La Roca like blew out his ACL. Yeah, he did. He tore his leg up. But... I love them. I absolutely love the fact that this band is... And they're going to play. So it doesn't bother you that they suck. <laughs> they don't suck. Whoa. Gosh. Stop it. Matt, what do you have to say for them? Matt! <laughs> I say they're in. Uh, yeah, they're not dead. They're already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right, we got to go. All right. Way to go, Well, Rock I'll listen to them. I'll listen I, to I them a little bit more. Will. I don't think you will. <laughs> that was one of my favorite snake pits I ever. thought you were going to have awesome insight that you're on the front row during Woodstock. Like, oh, my God, bro, it's on acid. Yeah, I remember when they started playing, I left. <laughs> you could, did the puked in my mouth. Yeah, it was that's awesome. That's how I knew Woodstock was over for me when they hit the stage. I need my money back. All right. Rant Revival Part Yes, thank three. you, guys. Twitch tonight, seven thirty-five. Oh, go Twitch! Yeah, Bye. we're gonna we're gonna review this segment that we just did. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. All right.